talking with tones too. We're talking with tones too. We're talking, 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 talking with tones too. We're talking with tones too. We're talking with tones too. We're talking, 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 talking with tones too. Hey everybody, and thank you for listening to Talking with Tones Tube, where we discuss regular topics for regular people. Thank you for joining us for episode 9 of Talking with Tones Tube, where the main topic is going to be the hip-hop episode, growing up with rap in the 80s and the 90s. I can recall way, 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 way back when my sister used to play Roxanne, Roxanne, hip-hop music. She used to play Africa Bambata, Soul Sonic Force. She used to play Herbie Hancock. I remember that song, you know, I remember all those type of joints, and I remember the Africa Bambata stuff, you know what I mean? So, Africa Bambata was my ish, you know, when I was a kid, and my sister was rocking those tunes, Africa Bambata, and the Soul Sonic Force, Planet Rock was my ish, and it was a special sound to me. My sister used to rock it in the house. She used to have this big radio, and the guy in the neighborhood that actually is my brother-in-law now, John, he used to walk around with this gigantic radio, and he used to always play hip-hop. Freestyle music was also big back in those times, but when I heard hip-hop, it was really special to me, and I know that they were doing a lot of this beef rap with Roxanne, and Roxanne's a man, and all this stuff with Roxanne. So that's what kind of got me sparked and started with liking hip-hop, and enjoying the music but I would say it kind of took over my life I knew it was something special I knew it was something awesome and I would just listen to it and I would say as I got a little older the one that really influenced me to continue to listen to hip-hop music is Slick Rick so Slick Rick had this song called Lottie Dottie and the show with Dougie Fresh and the Dougie Fresh one was the beatbox, right? And Lottie Dottie was a big one too, where I think I used to play those every single day, probably about 10 times, both of them. And I really loved the music and I really loved that feeling. So it was different. It was cool. It was awesome. Slick Rick was totally awesome. And I would say that's where I got started. So I remember rocking Slick Rick and I remember Herbie Hancock. Some of the freestyle music got kind of hip hoppy too. And it was special, you know, like that song, Din Dada. Boom, 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 bero. That song, like, that was pretty cool. I felt like that had a hip-hop inspiration to it. din da da din da da Actually, din da was made by George Kranz. He actually had, like, eight different layers to the song, and he did it all from his mouth. So that was pretty interesting. Obviously, the Dougie Fresh beatboxing was really what caught my attention, and, of course, you had Bismarcky. And you say he's just a man. And you said he just a friend. Oh, baby, you. That song, you know, all those like old school joints really had me hooked. And then the Slick Rick album, The Great Adventures of Slick Rick, came out. And that got me even more hooked because I actually love Slick Rick. I love anything that has to do with Slick Rick. He was the man back in the day because of the way he told those stories. Not a lot of MCs was like him, you know what I mean? There's a lot that I could think of. Eric B. and Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, KRS-One, Boogie Down Productions, LL Cool J. Like, a lot of those guys were up and coming at the time. They were young. They were the new-ish, you know what I'm saying? So that was all, like, awesome. All those type of cats, you know, from original hip-hop. The early 1970s is where a lot of this stuff started happening. Hip-hop culture. DJ Cool Herc is credited with throwing the switch at an August 1973 dance bash. DJing, emceeing, breaking, writing, theater and literature, knowledge of self, scratching and turntablism, cool herc, masters of rhythm, rhyme and flow. 
In hip-hop's early years, its music scene focused on the disc jockey and the dance floor. So the MC, short for Master of Ceremonies, was often a kind of sidekick to the DJ. In Yes, Yes, Y'all, an oral history of early hip-hop, Grandmaster Kaz describes the rise of MCing this way. The microphone was just used for making announcements like when the next party was going to be or people's moms would come to the party looking for them and you have to announce it on the mic. Before long, MCs wanted to showcase their own talents. Different DJs started embellishing what they were saying. I would make an announcement this way and somebody would hear that and they add a little bit to it. I'd hear it again and take it a little step further till it turned from lines to sentences to paragraphs to verses to rhymes. Wow, interesting. More and more MCs earned the right to grab the mic using freestyle skills to entertain and command a live audience. A master of ceremonies might make all the needed announcements, but the job of an MC then and now is to guide everyone's good time with their energy, wit, and ability to interact with people on the floor. And good MCs MCs don't just demand the mic, the audience honors their skills by demanding they take it. 1979, a trio of MCs rapped over the break from Sheik's Good Times. The result was the Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. Rap's first hit. Three years later, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five released The Message, a funky but unblinking account of hard times in an inner city neighborhood. As the 1980s unrolled, MCs and rappers rose rapidly. From the second fiddles to big dogs including Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, Run DMC, and Public Enemy. They created personas, cooler-than-life characters that might be super smooth or gangland tough. They boasted about their style and talents and made sure to honor the DJ. MCing and rapping went from sideshow to main event as one of hip-hop's essential elements. So I guess I would say that I was more involved with the second phase. Not to say that I didn't listen to those Cool Herc stuff and Grandmaster Flash and all those kind of dudes. I was more into the music when it was like the second wave of Cats. So I would say the early 80s, you know, like the Cats I was just talking about, like the Run DMC and like the LL Cool J, the Big Daddy Kane, the Eric B and Rakim, like those kind of dudes, you know. So that's when it really kind of took off. And Slick Rick is when I really caught on. It just turned into a life for me. You know what I'm saying? Like we would get together every weekend at my house, at the apartment. My mom would always have people over. Kids would always be over. We would always listen to whatever was cool at the time. And we would dance and have fun and all this stuff. So as I got older, I guess I would transition from being a youngin to really living the culture. You know, and when we say breakdancing and emceeing and all that sort of thing, like... I used to hang out in the basement at my grandmother's house and I had everybody from the neighborhood would come there. We would always listen to the hip hop music. We would always listen to stuff like Cypress Hill and, and Brand Nubian and, you know, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock and all those kind of dudes. And back in that time, it was really popular. Wu-Tang Clan came out. It was just like taking over, you know. A lot of that music was definitely in, you know, common So many pioneers in this thing. So many people picked up that baton from the old school cats and they carried it and transitioned to something else. And people like Tribe Called Quest came out, Leaders of the New School, Native Tongues, De La Soul. You know, a lot of those kind of cats came out. And that's kind of when I really was more and more into it. And I could definitely remember watching the videos on MTV at the crib. That was definitely a lifestyle. And we just would hang out. You know, we had the baggy jeans. We wanted to look like we were rappers. You know, that's what everybody did. You know, we had the starter jackets and stuff like that. And we were just chilling and listening to hip hop. 
it got to a point where nonstop parties in my basement and it was always cooling and chilling and it just became a party atmosphere, right? Stuff like Notorious B.I.G. came out and all this other great hip hop would come out like Boot Camp Click and Black Moon and Smith and Wesson. And, you know, when I was in that party atmosphere and we were chilling all the time, we were listening to cool stuff. Eventually, we all started trying to freestyle and rap. Now, we were just messing around. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just fun. It was funny. We made jokes. And we mostly all sucked. But it was cool. It was different. And we were down with this thing called hip-hop. You know, we would break dance and wear the clothes and all that stuff. I was just rhyming in my basement. And then I moved to Long Island. Now, I moved to Long Island. And... The first or second day I was in Smithtown High School, first of all, it felt like 90210, and it was weird. But there were some cool people there, and some people that loved hip-hop and were down. And this girl, Joy, grabbed me, and she started introducing me to all the people that were down. And I remember one of the first people I met, his name was Charles Vargas. And the first thing he said to me is, oh, oh you're, you're from, from Queens? And I was just like, hell yeah, bro. And... From then, me and Charlie hit it off. Charlie and me were kind of inseparable once we met. And I met some of a younger crowd, too, where I had Bobby Dawes, my friend Adam, my boy Jay Surratt, my boy Steve Spawn, my boy Anthony. Those guys were mad chill, too. Cole Cash, who's a great MC, by the way. If you haven't heard Cole Cash, you lost. And we had an ill click. We all loved hip-hop. Some of the younger cats and some of the older cats got together. And it was all just like, we were one click. Everybody that liked hip-hop was one click. And we used to go in back of this video store and we used to just freestyle. We would just freestyle our butts off. And these guys were pretty good. And we actually got pretty good. And we used to make choruses. We used to make music. We used to make songs. So as we got a little older and progressed, you know, we used to do it all the time. We loved doing it. You know, I love my crew. I love my Long Island crew. I love my Queens crew. I have to say, Long Island, I just picked up the baton and carried it with hip-hop. And it just got stronger and stronger. Though we weren't that many of us, we were hardcore into hip-hop. And we loved the new music. And Boot Camp became big. And Smith & Wesson. And, you know, just hit after hit came out. Really a good time to listen to hip-hop music. Guru. Daily Operation. Take It Personal. That album was amazing. DJ Premier. All that sort of stuff, you know. That, to me, was like... I don't know. You can't go back to that. That was the golden age, y'all. So eventually, as I matured a little bit more and more into the music and the culture, and, you know, I got into breakdance, and I was really good at breakdancing, too. We had our little breakdancing crew, me and Bobby. We used to practice, and we used to actually spin on our heads and get these, like, rug burns on our foreheads because we were spinning on our heads in his apartment, which was actually next door to me. Big up to my man, Daz Rock. So, you know, I remember those days. We used to do that every day. We practiced. He DJed. I remember my boy Don. You know, I remember him. He had the ill equipment. He used to tr always try to make beats and scratch. So, you know, we were all heavy into hip-hop. And we all came together as a Long Island Smithtown crew. Smithtown St. James crew. Now, Smithtown is like Beverly Hills 90210 at the time. But, um, you know, we made it cool. I got to give a big up to my boy, Eddie. He nice. He opened up this place called The Cop Shop. Big up to Eddie for opening that store. He had the CDs. He had the records. And, like, I met some dope 
old school classic real legends in Eddie's shop, the cop shop. I used to do the flyers for him too. So I did the logos for him and I did some flyers and the people he had in the cop shop, I never thought that that would happen in East Bubba, Long Island. Everybody was up there. He had a lot of boot camp click members up there. Souls of Mischief was up there. Master Ace was up there. I mean, that's legendary stuff. Y'all were talking about Master Ace from the symphony. Sadat X was there. I remember meeting Sadat X. I think Guru was there too. I think Primo was there. Like he had a lot of really legendary cats was there. And obviously that was a place where everybody got together and rhymed. My boy Corey took his crew, the Dead Rabbits, and they really created some ill music. Some of the best I've ever heard. All that whole crew, Tabs, all of them are dope. Me and my boy Charlie, we started our thing in, I would say, like 1999, 2000. We used to just freestyle, and me and him were always together, and we did an album. What happened to the rapping? Hip-hop became a way of life. Like, I can't say it any different. It wasn't just music. It wasn't just a culture. It was a way of life. It was how you lived. I can't explain it. Only people that love hip-hop really understand. You know what I'm saying? But like dressing like that, rhyming like that, doing the break dancing like that, there's no other feeling like it, y'all. It's amazing. You're making music. You're dancing to the music. It's just, it's an amazing feeling. I still love, love, love hip-hop music till the day I die. I will love it. But like it's hard to find. You gotta dig. You gotta dig to find the good stuff. A lot of the good stuff is underground. You know, Mob Deep came out, AZ came out, all those Queens cats, Wu-Tang came out. All the Wu-Tang came out with their solo albums. So much ill music, y'all. Method Man, Ghostface, Iron Man, Raekwon, Only Built for Cuban Links, Jizza, Liquid Swords. That reminds me of when I went to college with my boy Christian, Big Up Christian. All these people that I grew up with, these are my best pals. Of course, I still chill with Charles Cyber. Y'all know about that because we still do our freestyle thing. We try to freestyle. Sometimes we just chill and barbecue some chicken thighs and some hot dogs. But we um, definitely still do our thing. We went from doing, when I lived in Bayshore with my mom, you know, me and Charlie used to do it, I would say once a week. We put out volume after volume of freestyle hip-hop. I would say we have about 75 to 90 volumes worth of freestyle and hip-hop. We made the one album. We actually started a second album and we did about half. And then life got in the way. You know, I wanted to graduate college. He wanted to graduate college. He had a girl. I had a girl. You know, we didn't get together as much. But once he got his house and he got married and I got married, we eventually ended up doing seasonal sessions where we would do probably about four or five sessions a year. Listen, we got older. We matured. We grew up. I mean, we would just do it as a hobby, honestly, but some of our stuff was pretty good. You know, I want to display it for everybody to to let everybody know how much it means to me. I want people to hear it before I die. I don't know if people are going to listen to this or not. I don't know if people care, but I want people to know. I put out some real music and it meant a lot to me, you know, and music means a lot to me. And, you know, I'm trying to carry on the tradition to any little young whippersnappers that want to listen because, you know, it's, it's very clear to me what's real hip hop and what's not. To me nowadays, the music has kind of, for me anyway, it's matured to strictly underground and I listen to reggaeton. Reggaeton has a bunch of different fusion branches. Trap, I would say, is one of them. I know they're saying all the same disrespectful stuff as regular hip-hop music is now where they just basically talk and say, hey, blah, 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 hey, blah, 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 hey. I don't know what's going on there, but they're talking. It doesn't sound like rap to me. I don't know. They're not even rhyming. And it's just so dumbed down. There is no conscious hip-hop anymore. I mean, I guess there's still some, but like I said, you got to dig. 
but this new genre, I, I can't completely diss it. Some of the beats are cool. But I listen to reggaeton, and I listen to some reggaeton artists. Bad Bunny, of course. I've gravitated over to reggae, reggaeton, and, you know, the Spanish and the Latin music. But, of course, I still love hip-hop. You know, I always will. But a little bit of history about hip-hop, about me with hip-hop, and how much it means to me. It is a way of life. And every now and again, I throw on an old-school jam. Every now and again, I'll talk about some old-school cats. I love doing this podcast just to tell y'all and show y'all. Most of y'all probably already know. But to people who don't know, you know, you got to check up on some of these artists just because they're real hip-hop from the golden age. So do it because don't sue said so. And it was a way of life. Chartone, Cybertone. I'm very happy that we still do it. But now it's, it's become like once or twice a year, if that. So it's tough for us to get together. It's tough for us to coordinate schedules. He would usually make the beats, but I would definitely executive produce. I did more of the engineering stuff when we put our music together. I would say Charlie did more of the beats, but a lot of the time, Charlie, you know, I would go over his house and normally the routine is we would just kind of work off of some ideas and beats that he had. And I would tell him, do this, do that, do this, do that. And we would argue a little bit. You know, the beat would always turn out awesomely perfect. Probably by 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night after we were done doing the beats and eating our barbecue, we would start our session. And we would usually rhyme till about 1 or 2 in the morning. And that was the session. So big up to my man, Charles Cyber, And I can't wait to interview you on Talking With Tones Tube. Moving into the next part of the show, y'all. Let's get into the album to reflect on. So today, what I'd like to reflect on is The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. I mentioned it earlier in my hip hop history. This album definitely meant a lot to me. And this one actually helped me carry on the hip hop. Uh, I remember being in Little League and going in John's White Riviera. And I remember playing this album all the time. Mona Lisa was a big one to me. The children's story was a big one to me. And Hey Young World was a big one to me. But that whole album is pretty tight. And Slick Rick is just a man as it relates to hip-hop legends. The Great Adventures of Slick Rick is the debut studio album by hip-hop recording artist Slick Rick. Released on November 1st, 1988. It topped Billboard's top R&B hip-hop albums chart five non-consecutive weeks. In 1998, The Great Adventures of Slick Rick was selected as one of the Source's 100 Best Albums. The album was retrospectively awarded a Perfect Five Mic score by the magazine in 2002. In VH1's 2008 ranking of the 100 Greatest Hip-Hop Songs, the song Children's Story was placed at number 61. Hip-hop artist Nas cites The Great Adventures of Slick Rick as one of his favorite albums. In 2009, fellow rapper Busta Rhymes said of the album no artist before or since has painted pictures as vividly as slick rick did on that album so let's go over the track list here we have um number one treat her like a prostitute number two the ruler's back number three the children's story number four the mormon i feared uh number five let's get crazy number six indian girl an adult story number seven teenage love number eight mona lisa number nine kit what's the scoop number 10 hey young world number 11 Teacher, teacher, and number 12, Lick the Balls. So this is a legendary album. It's really tough to pick one song off this album. They're all good, but there's three songs on here that carry the album. And it's Mona Lisa, The Children's Story, and Hey Young World. For today's listening, 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 action, 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 song, song, song of the day, I am going to pick Mona Lisa. You know, like the picture. On the count of three, y'all, let's listen to Mona Lisa together for our listening action on Talking With Tones Who. One, two, three. 
Well, it was one of those days. Not much to do. I was chilling downtown with my old school crew. I went into a store to buy a slice of pizza. I bumped into a girl hey, named Mona. What? Mona Lisa. What? Mona Lisa. So many. You know what I'm saying? So I said, Excuse me, dear. My gosh, you look nice. Put away your money. I'll buy a slice. She said, Thanks. I'd rather a slice of you. I'm just kidding, but that's awfully nice of you. The compliment showed she had a mind in her. And when I smiled, I almost blinded her. She said, Great Scott, are you a thief? Seems like you have a mouthful of gold teeth. Ha ha ha, I had to find that funny. So I said, No child, I work hard for the money. And calling me a thief, please. Don't even try it. Right? I said, I need a slice of pizza and be quiet. She almost got cut short. You know, scissors. She tried to disrespect who? The Grand Wizard. Me? What's your name, sir? MC Ricky D, but not to be so harsh. I said to Mona Lee. Oh, I'm sorry, and I know that's low class. Uh, Please sit. Yeah. Tell me a little about your bad. She said, well, I got courage, and I don't like courage. Uh -huh. I've never been to college, but I've got crazy knowledge. Uh -huh. Over 18, and my eyes are green. Uh -huh. I wear more gold than that man on uh -huh. 18. Uh -huh. Trim, slim, and yeah. I'm also light skin. Best believe Mona's a virgin. A virgin? Honey, need a slice. She tried to tell me she's a virgin. With a yay white gown. I said, it don't matter, see, I'm not picky Whoa. Let me spell my name out for you, it's uh -huh. Ricky yeah. Aw, ravishing, impressive Outrageous or careless okay. For the kangos which I've got that I wear every day And why? Why not? So if I not right, that Woo. I'll recite tonight Wow, I played half of that song, y'all Yo, it's hard, man It's hard to not listen to that whole song because it's so good it's been a long time since I've heard that one. You know, Children's Story could easily have been the listen and action song. But for me, this one just has that like crazy hard beat. It's like such a party vibe. I know that song word for word. That was my song when I was a kid back in the back of the 1988 type stuff. Know what I mean, so yeah, Mona Lisa, Slick Rick. What a superstar. Slick Rick was definitely an integral part of hip hop. And he carried it on for me. Slick Rick. Still came out with a, a bunch of dope hits after that, but that was the album. So that's all. Listening, listening, listening. Action, action, action. Song, song, song. Of the day. Slick Rick, Mona Lisa. You know, like the picture. So let's get into the next part of the show, which is the show that I'm watching. The show that I'm watching is Star Wars Visions 2. Most of the times when I talk about the show that I'm watching, it's a pretty awesome show. And I have a lot of good things to say about it. Now, with Star Wars Visions 2, I remember I was super excited to sit down and watch this one. Had a long day at work. I worked really hard. I had the next day off, and I was planning on binging and watching the whole thing till whatever time in the morning it was. Now, I sat down and watched this, and when I tell you how I was totally disappointed, I liked the first one. It was cool. It was called Sith, and it basically was about... A badass guy going after a badass girl. I think she used to be a Sith. And I guess she just wanted to live in peace. I don't know if she turned to the good side. I'm not going to say she did. But I think she just wanted to live in peace. And she wasn't necessarily practicing the Sith religion or whatever. So this guy came after her to track her down and make her a Sith again. I don't know. But it was really good. Well done. Animation was great. Felt like I was watching an old school awesome anime. Really cool. I didn't love the ending of the story, though it wasn't bad. It just seemed like it got into really beefy action and then all of a sudden, like, he died or something and disappeared and she killed him or whatever. So it was good, but it wasn't, like, mind-blowing. I will say the animation was up to par with mind-blowing. I liked the animation style and I liked the animation itself. It was really well done. So I did like it. Let's talk a little bit about the episodes, right? So Star Wars, the Sith was... Studio El Guiri, which was really well done. I liked it. Screechers Reach, it didn't look that great to me. 
I wasn't impressed. Didn't really care for it. I don't even know if I watched the whole thing. In the Stars was good. I really enjoyed the animation in there. It kind of reminded me of the stop action. It was made by Studio Punk Robot. And I did like it. The story didn't blow me away. It was about a kid and a mom or a kid and a sister. And she was protecting him. It didn't blow me away. But the animation was really good. I Am Your Mother. It seemed unimportant. I I did like that the animation was Wallace and Gromit style, you know, and I like Wallace and Gromit and the stop action, whatever that's called. You know, I I really enjoyed that part, but I didn't like the story. Journey to the Dark Head by Studio Mir was good. The Spy Dancer, I think the Spy Dancer might have been the part where I said, I'm not watching it anymore. The Bandits of Golok, I tried it. I couldn't watch the whole thing. The Pit, I started watching it. I couldn't watch the whole thing. I got so fed up and disappointed with this. I didn't even get to AA Oz song by Triggerfish, which I think was the last one. So I usually think that I give things a fair shot, but I don't know if it's just too, they're just trying to cater to too many audiences. I just want to see some dark and gritty Star Wars stories. I want to see another The Duel. I think that's my problem. I think I'm looking for The Duel. And because I didn't get it, I was really bummed. The duel was so good, I wanted another one like that. It was dark. It was gritty. It had that awesome dude, the Ronin guy. It had him in the story. R2-D2 was wearing this cool-looking Japanese hat. I mean, I don't know. It was just so stylized and so good and so gritty and kick-ass. I was looking for another one of those. I guess the Sith touched it. It touched it. Did not compare. All the other ones, eh. Give or take. I was disappointed. I couldn't even finish watching it. And that's pretty bad. Really bummed. Really disappointed. Did not care for it. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. You all know that. But I did not like Visions 2. Didn't like it. If you're looking for a dark and gritty story and you want some realness and coolness, it's not there. It's like for kids or something. The animation styles on some of them were good. I'll give it that, you know. But I don't know. The stories I didn't really care for. I'm not going to say if you watched that one, you lost. I'm going to say you don't have to watch that one. Now that I'm done dissing Visions 2 because it sucked, let's talk about Stuff Stuff You Need to Try for Your Well-Being. So Stuff You Need to Try for Your Well-Being is simply sleep meditation. I know I might have mentioned it a few times, but I really think that there's something to be had for playing this really relaxing meditation type music and letting it kind of put you to bed, letting it guide you to sleep. You know, Jason Stevenson is a good one. Of course, I have to say Jason. But having him talk or Michelle Sanctuary talk, it puts you to sleep. A lot of the time when I finally landed a golden day off and I wake up at six or seven in the morning and I'm like, what the... I want to go back to sleep and I can't because I'm stressing out about this, that, and the third and tossing and turning or whatever because I'm starting to turn on the think machine. I'll put on Michelle Sanctuary or I'll put on Jason Stevenson and I will go back to sleep. Sleep meditation is highly recommended. Do it because Tone Stoop says so. Sleep meditation is great. Before going to bed especially, but anytime you want to relax, put it on, man. Sleep meditation, really good. Nice relaxing vibes. Puts you to bed. That's what I recommend for stuff you need to try for your well-being. All right, y'all, let's get into the next part of the show where I talk about what the heck is on my mind today. So I'll tell y'all what the heck is on my mind today. Being we're talking about all this hip-hop stuff, I actually got to talk about this AI thing, y'all. So what do you guys think of this AI thing in hip-hop? Part of me thinks it's pretty cool, and I'm really fascinated by it. And the other part of me is kind of weirded out, like kind of weird. Like hearing Notorious B.I.G. singing New York State of Mind from Nas, I mean, there is some beauty to it. I'm not going to lie. 
but it's kind of funky. It's like ghostish almost. It's scary. I mean, it really sounds like Notorious B.I.G. And it's Nas's flow. It's Nas's rhymes. So like a computer is actually generating this thing. What the hell, man? What the hell has the world gotten to? I also saw something on Instagram where the cops have announced some sort of RoboCop police, like armored robots that like are going to protect the streets now. Are they going to replace cops? And like it, this notorious B.I.G. thing's really creepy, man. Like it's got me wondering, can you take anybody and make anything? It's really weird, man. A computer could basically replace a human. And that's really tough to think about, y'all. I mean, mind equals blown. I mean, this topic can go on. As a matter of fact, I might explore it a little further another time. But, like, I don't know if I'm cool with this or not cool with this. It's really funky. It's really weird. I don't really know if my mind has wrapped itself around this concept yet. I'm hearing Jay-Z singing other people's songs. I'm hearing Kanye singing other people's songs. It's really funky and it's weird. Some of the people that have actually died, like Tupac and Biggie, hearing them on some classic tracks is pretty dope. But of course, you know, I had to check like Big Pun and I had to check like Gangstar and I haven't seen any of those yet, but I'm waiting. I'm fascinated. I like it. I want to hear it. Maybe that's the future of hip hop. Who knows? But I'm really weirded out by it, but I do kind of like it. I did want to discuss that AI thing in hip hop. So that is what, what the, the heck, heck is on my mind today. So moving into the next part of the show, let's talk about the Charlton Simon exclusive song of the day. Now, this one is one that I've actually been saving for a special occasion. I've been planning on doing this hip-hop episode for a long time. It's called The Four Elements. It's about the four elements of the culture hip-hop, know what I'm saying? Let's get into the Charlton Simon exclusive song of the day on the count of three. One, two, three. Element one, DJ. This calls for some big scratch. It started with a scratch and a vision. It's risen and now living and vibing. Forever surviving and climbing. The timing with rhyming. Got the crash, screaming and whining. The first element is it means the table was if you stop. Shining for years. DJ's gotta have a good ear. Skips when the gym is back at your kick to the rear. Oh yeah, the man's representing the technique. Transformer style, my honey's beyond the sexy. Test me, there's no other element that represents. I established the purchase and that's my will and testament. It's evident, cause ever since our existence, heads have been burning and dancing, ready to split shit. With a quick kick and a hi-hat You like that? If you buy raps, you'll get me down with a nice pack Besides that, vinyl is vital to this industry Where do you get that sample from? I don't know, it's a mystery Rotisserie flavor, butter, recovered, smoothly smothered Who to thank for the beat stand? The DJ brother, no other makes the break The top rock, the MC word drop The crack hands, the click clock It's hip-hop, it's hip-hop, it's hip-hop Element 2, Rhyme Tony, when I'm behind the microphone, I'm the master of ceremony. Nowadays, these rappers ain't true to rap, they're phony. It's only mad lonely when they talk about things they don't know me. See, listen to this, homie, I said rap the like that Sony. Rhyming started in the 70s, got popular back in the 80s. The rapping was cool, till it got about money, then it was shady. Rhyming was just a street thing, not about champagne and ladies. It was about fun, dancing, DJ, not acting like babies. Not all biting just like rabies, now just listen up and play these. Cool, funky beats that led to a fresh type of rhyme. And everybody at the house party was having a straight up good time. Then after Rhyming was rapping, breakdancing is what happened. Then the rhyming grabbed it again, and everybody was in awe. They couldn't believe what they had heard, nor what they had just saw. The rhyming representer had just ripped it up raw. Took the listeners on a tour, did something they never witnessed before. The rapper kicked it from the dome till they were leaving out the door. It was some type of new shit that you just couldn't ignore. A unique, ill-speak type of deep hardcore. All of the listeners just wanted some more. From this rapping way of life, they just had to explore. 
there was breaking, rapping, graffiti, clapping, DJing, what happened? Rhymers was cool back in those days. There was some battling, yo, but no disrespecting ways. It was all about the rap in that phase. Not about a glamorous money pit temper never ending maze Makes me wanna be swayed because of the way it is today's Yeah, we all wanna jump that pace But cats is getting lost in the stardom gaze What happened to the rapping? 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 Everybody got some corporate and blue boxes and rhythm. Break dances, the good element that people were feeling. No killing or shooting to settle disputing. Conflicts, heads would gather for breaking battles. And damn, it was on. Good regardless if you lost, you live to battle tomorrow. Daily confrontations end up with nothing but sorrow. Can I borrow your one breaker? Man, I left mine at home. Getting chills from the crowd screaming, damn, he's in the zone. So unknown, they made movies. Meet street and breaking. Taking someone silent was fighting and also faking. If you got in the circle, you better give it your best. Cause the cheers from the crowd would be the ultimate test top rocking windmilling back spinning daring to be the first to do what no one has ever done and have the thirst to never stop the love you got for hip hop cause this shit is hot it'll give you a feeling of liveliness to vibe with this don't even start because you'll be extremely addicted to the sickness we got breaking the third element of this shit called hip hop Some people hate me, some see me as a work of art of vandalism lately To the ones that do me to rate me, I'm appreciated greatly Then again, if I'm on walls, then it drives some people crazy Let me set this like clean, I'm not really mean, I'm just a rap stylistic fiend Some people do me wrong, they make me ashamed to be seen If I need to be redeemed, then I can be a nice mural scene Maybe an R.I.P. That's in memory of me. I can single-handedly hold down this rapping industry using illy type characters like the H-O-B-I-T. Displaying ill designs and the colors you can see. It's a fat genre to be, especially in an NYC. Writers have the specialty to hook me up frequently. Write me up to get some fame. What is your graffiti name? But wait, hold up, you'll be tamed. Wanna express me on a train? How could I myself explain? They get a rush and not a pain. Making property owners insane, but to me it's all the scene. Cause I help mad kids maintain. Stay from out of their own brain. Black books are I remain. And streets is my domain. The cops can't play this game. They're against this type of artist because it's not in the frame. Scrub the door in the day and only come at, at night. If you buck me, it comes to beef. Hope you're ready for a fight. How'd you do your graph like that? Shit's mad freaking tight. Straight up y'all just don't bite. Pigs are coming, let's take flight. One more thing to make this right. Take a picture of me and be the fuck out of sight. Have all your boys come see me when it's safe in the daylight. Alright, they got my back against the wall and this. You gotta love me or leave me. You never know what I'll do next. Some people can't even read me. Some see me as a remedy for stress and they really just need me. I'm graffiti. I'm graffiti. I'm graffiti, y'all. I'm graffiti. Woo. Yeah, four elements, y'all. So we covered all the four elements of hip-hop. Hard to decide who's going to do what, but, you know, I have a passion for all four. But, you know, graffiti is something that I love because I used to do pieces and artwork and stuff and black books and stuff like that. Of course, the emceeing part, I always loved that one. When I used to rhyme, people used to tell me I sounded like Fife Didog. So, you know, that's a compliment in itself, and that definitely helped my style develop. I think I'm a little on the crazy side sometimes, but... 
I love rhyming, and I'm going to rhyme till the day that I die. Know what I'm saying? Chartone, Cybertone, exclusive song of the day for y'all. Thank you for listening. And thank you for listening to Talking With Tones Tube, Episode 9, the hip-hop episode, and we discuss growing up with rap in the 80s and 90s, y'all. So thanks for watching. Don't forget to hit subscribe if you're watching on video, and don't forget to hit that bell notification so you don't miss any of my vids. Also, don't forget to follow us. We are now streaming on all major podcast platforms, so there's no excuse for you to not listen to Talking With Tones Tube on your way to work. And don't forget, y'all, follow us on the Facebook group. Thank you for watching Talking With Tones Tube, where we discuss regular topics for regular people. See you next time, guys. Talking with Tones too. We're talking with Tones too. We're talking, 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 talking with Tones too. We're talking with Tones too. We're talking with Tones too. We're talking, 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 talking with Tones too.